Hello all, my name is Rowan, and I'm your host, and this is the Crowcast. Here, I talk about the intricacies of the alter-human community and answer questions about my personal alter-human experience. As an introduction, I'll start with what an alter-human is and uh, how that applies to me. Alter-human is an umbrella term for anyone who identifies as something other than fully human. I'm Ethereum, otherkin, and otherhearted under this umbrella. Ethereum, I think, is the oldest term of the three, and Ethereans used to use the label were, as in werewolf or werecrow, starting back in Altor werewolves in, like, the early 90s, where people talked about their experiences as feeling like real-life wares. The definition of Ethereum has kind of changed over time, beginning as spiritually or psychologically identifying as something animalistic in nature, but since the late mid late mid 2000s um changed to be often defined as being an earthly animal including extinct animals um you know how how these definitions apply to alter humans varies from theory to theory i personally subscribe to the animalistic definition uh my stereotypes are an american crow which is a vassalant type and i'm also a frog cladotherian Another animalistic identity of mine, other than theory anthropy, is being snake-hearted under, you know, the general alter-human umbrella. And then I'm also otherkin, which was coined for elves in the 90s and evolved as more people came out of the woodwork. Nowadays, it's often defined by spiritually or psychologically identifying as something other than earthly animals. This includes things like me, a fairy, but also plant kin and doll kin and stuff like that. I awakened as an alter human uh for most of my for three out of the four of my types it was always a thing that i could notice but i never really uh thought about it until i was like older and i was like hmm i'm a little different because <laughs> i always knew i was a like, different because i'm somewhere on the autism spectrum but there was something else that never really clicked with others, uh, especially when I was a kid. I uh, I am a fairy, but I have this memory of, like, crying to my mom because she didn't believe me <laughs> when I was, like, little, like, seven. Um, and then I also, for my crow stereotype that I awakened to when I was about eight, um, I had this really specific memory of the outside I looking outside from my living room out the window and it was a huge snowstorm uh and there was a crow that flew on top of one of the tallest pine trees uh across from our yard there's like a woods across from our yard and it just kind of flew on top of there sat there for a good few seconds and then just fell and died um <laughs> it's a little gruesome for an awakening, but I, at the time, I had this visceral feeling that that crow wanted me to see that that we were we were brothers, and that crow wanted me to not be alone when it died. Um, and yeah, that's it's it's a little odd, but that's it, it's a little odd, but that's uh, the memories I have from when I awakened, and then. When I got into the Therian community around 13, 14, uh, my, my first, 
my first, like, introduction to it was on Tumblr. And then I, like, did actual research and I branched out to, like, forums and stuff. Special thanks to the Therians on TikTok who gave me some input for today's Q&A session. Our first question is from Quarion, who asks, what do your shifts feel like, and what was your first introduction to the Therian community? <sighs> my shifts, uh, I said earlier my first introduction to the Therian community was on Tumblr, and then I uh, did research and I branched out to forums. Um, I never really went on Therian Guide, uh, just because... I read the forums, I never really interacted with them very much, I was more of a lurker, um, and once the whole zoophile thing happened in Therian Guide, it made me, like, dislike it even more. What do my shifts feel like? I, it's kind of like, uh, I have these, a lot of the time I imagine myself doing things, it's kind of an imagery thing with the autism, and I, when, when I imagine myself, like, for example, in a fairy shift, I, I don't, my, my perception of myself is truly fairy. I don't have this, like, internal image of me as a human, especially in a shift, uh, a strong shift. It's vacillant. I'm always a fairy, but when it's, like, a hundred percent, then I, I can, like, feel phantom wings, and I don't really connect with my human side when I'm in a shift very well. Um, in a crow shift, I'll have urges, and I'll definitely, like, how do I say this? I'll definitely, like, imagine myself as a crow and have, like, species dysphoria where I'll, especially with phantom shifts where, like, I can feel my legs being crow-like, but when I look at them, it's a little weird. Um, yeah. Our second set of questions is from Catbird, who asks, what kind of gear do you own? What's your opinion on TikTok variants? Do you struggle with daily tasks because of your alter humanity? Uh, starting with the first question, I, I want to own gear. I tried to make a fox tail back when I identified as a fox, um, didn't really work out. It's not, it's not very high quality, <laughs> um, but I, I want gear. Um, I'm dressing up as a crow for Halloween this year, so it was an excuse to buy some crow things, uh, cause I currently don't have a job, so my mom bought them for me, and yeah, that, I really, I enjoy gear, I think that gear is a nice way to connect yourself to your stereotype and uh, decrease species dysphoria, but I don't currently own any, I'll, I'll get some, eventually. <laughs> um, what's your opinion on TikTok theorems? Uh, I, I know the context of this. Uh, a lot of younger kids on TikTok, especially, like, not, not even just in the theory community, but, like, especially fiction kin, uh, these kids don't really do their own research about what's a theory and what 
an alter human really is, and they just uh, kin for fun. Which I think I don't think there's anything really wrong with uh, quote unquote kinning for fun. That's not really a word. Um, but you aren't part of the alter human community if you do that. I don't think, in my opinion. Um, if it's a coping link, then maybe yeah, of course you are. But a lot of the children online. They, ha- I mean, they have this plethora of information at their fingertips, and they don't use it. And I think that's what irks me the most about it, because they could, some of them, sure, some of them might actually be Therians. And, you know, it irks me that they don't do the research and use the correct terms for what their experience is. Um, but, you know, they're kids. They'll mature and they'll realize, oh, I... I was intruding on this, and, you know, people could have handled it, because I, I know a lot of pe- uh, of Therians and Alter Humans who, didn't, who don't handle it very well. Um, just be nice to those children, but, you know, be stern. Don't just let, let them, they need to figure themselves out, and that's okay. But I feel like taking Therianthropy and Alter Humanity seriously is definitely a part of it. Um, you struggle with daily tasks because of your Alter Humanity. Um, not, not really, not to the extent that a lot of other people do. I, sometimes I'll have a shift in an inopportune time or... I'll be distracted by phantom shifts, but I don't really, I'm not, I'm not to the extent, it, it doesn't affect my daily life to the extent that other people would, um, yeah, I've, I've had Syrian friends where, it, like, it affects their everyday life, it affects them all the time, and I just don't, I don't relate to that side of therianthropy, I, my, my, I'm able to act like a human, even though I am not. <laughs> Our last question comes from Fox Wolf Cat Dog, who says, Hi, I'm a new Therian. Can you give me some tips or advice? The best advice I can give are two things. One, it's okay if you're wrong. It's okay to be wrong, and it's okay to... It's it's hard, but it's okay to question what you are and who you are, because a lot of the time, even I did this when I was a younger Therian, I didn't, it made me very uncomfortable to question whether or not I was wrong, and that really hindered the way I uh, perceived my alter humanity, so it just, it's okay to be wrong, and the second thing that I would say for sure is do lots of research. Uh, that's, that's what everyone says, but it's just true. Um, research is your best friend, and you, if you don't, a lot of the time, if you don't do research, you might end up being woefully uninformed. Um, a lot like those, the, the kids who say they're theorians when, by definition, they aren't. Um, As long as, as long as you take it relatively seriously, you can, you can have fun being Therian. I'm not saying you can't have fun, but 
you just have to really do a lot of introspection. And sometimes being Therian is hard. And, you know, you just have to, like, embrace who you are. Irrelevant to whether or not it fits in a a box of a definition. You know what I mean? That's all for today, y'all. Thanks for listening. This was the Crowcast. My name is Rowan. Have a great week. Ah!